0: Witches, Worms and Werewolves. It's time to get our horror on. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 9 of Television Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together we are two people who love horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Jennifer, how was your week? <laughs>
1: I've been like crook, but not crook enough to stay home, but also I've been living this eternal week and a half long hangover. So everything is continuously spinning. I am tired as shit, but I'm not actually sick. So Is
0: it that's, from, that's
1: it, my week. Is it a
0: hangover from drinking?
1: <laughs> I don't drink. Oh,
0: that's not right. Not for a long
1: time anyway. So I no, know. it's just been...
0: Yeah, because you bought that bottle of Shivers Regal here, over here and I've drank it t- over two times now and rebought it for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. No, I, I, it must just be a seasonal thing or just be feeling a bit run down. I probably need to eat a banana or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but we'll see. So yeah. yeah, it's been been an interesting week. How about you? How are you doing this week, Dan?
0: Um, Yeah, I'm all right. I am alright i um. I had my like cortisone injection done on my shoulder, and that kind of like mm-hmm. knocked me around a little bit this week. But then on yeah. s- on Saturday, I um I was hanging out with the guy from Star Blazers, uh you know the Star Blazers yeah. shop, and we decided mm-hmm. to just hang out and watch some films. And then we decided a great idea would be to get on you know those scooters that you can pay those like city scooters, the electric yes. scooters. So uh-huh. four four grown men got. Right, I applied for them and just scooted around town on Saturday night, like
1: going around just doing skids and stuff. You sound like a bunch of youths.
0: It felt, I oh, did. I felt like I felt like it was the summer of Dan. Like as we were going like through the city, like we were finding gravel spots and you can do skids on them and stuff, and oh. they go like fifteen k's an hour. And you no, know, it was really, really fun. It ended up costing me like fifteen bucks for the whole night on the scooter, but for a fun I night with you your bros, down. it was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: sounds like a fun night to me i hope you wore a jacket
0: i did i wore like two it was cold
1: very good very good that's Mm. not going to help your shoulder otherwise
0: it's true it's true okay so what have we been watching this week oh man what have we been watching
1: well would you like to start because i hear that your first film is an interesting watch for you
0: So I went and watched Ghoulies from 1984, the OG Ghoulies, you know, the one that everyone remembers with the little green monster with the blue T-shirt coming out of the toilet on the cover with its tagline, they'll get you in the end. I
1: Um, love
0: it, yep. Directed by Luca, I can't say his name, Bukovitsky? (laughs) Bukovitsky?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So he's done... um, not much if you know what i mean no. like the granny is one of his yeah. the chain you know there is
1: nothing th- i mean he worked with the Busey, so yeah no
0: he did do one called rockula though that was <laughs> a, a young vampire cannot lose his virginity because of a curse imposed on him centuries ago
1: <laughs> isn't that an episode of buffy
0: it may have been
1: yeah i think it is
0: is that because like they heal so he can never lose his virginity is that like the vibe like in um what was the uh, vampire film? The Interview with the Vampire? The young girl who always grows, oh, yeah, back, grows mean... back her hymen?
1: <laughs> I think she grew back her hair, but, yeah. I mean, the, the same theory could probably work for the hymen and the hair, maybe. I, think... I Any... don't know.
0: Anyhow. Anyway. I, went, I, I, I thought, I'll watch a good one. I'm like, one from my past that I remember is cool. I'll, I'll watch Ghoulies. And my word, that film isn't as good as I remembered it or visioned it. Um. Mm-hmm. For a start, the ghoulies are hardly in it. Like, sure. they, they come up a little bit in there. But, yeah, the main, the main story of the film is this guy who um, his, his, his father dies or whatever and he inherits his house. And he um, basically gets into, like, Satanism and brings back, like, the, the, the lead satanic leader from the grave. And then that's basically, yeah, and then the ghoulies are there. And they, they, they get bought back as well, but it's not about them. And it's, it, it missed out on just becoming a real cool monster flick and just was really concentrating on this, like, weird... Like, it had this great opening. Like, it was set in the past, you know, the you got this, the, this, the, uh, the Satanists, they're having this, like, sa- uh, uh, ritual... And they're trying to bring this monster back to life by, like, sacrificing a baby. But then, like, something happens and they can't sacrifice the baby. And then that baby is the the main character growing up later. Yeah. And and the ghoulies are there. And they, they go through all this stuff. But, like, it just doesn't really make sense for a lot of the time. And then when he gets the house back, he just finds a book of Satanism. And he just starts doing all the stuff again. Like, he just starts going, like, oh, I'm going to resurrect, you know, all the... I'm a Satanist now, and he, his character becomes the bad guy, and he has like these oh, okay. weird like dinner party seance scenes where there's all these characters that come into it. There's like a there's like a punk dude, and there's like a you know a jock guy, and you know all, all the guys are in it. Like,
1: yes, of course.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's a, like, a greaser guy and there's a bunch of babes and there's a cool guy a, d- a d- depressed dweeb is one of them It's just their mates he says "I'm so depressed like, <laughs> sure. and there's the, a yeah, the party scene and but then like the party scene happens and they all go home and then nothing happens and then they have another dinner party scene like where all the same characters are invited back and then he like kind of lets out the evil there and then everyone gets murdered by the in a very quick, you know, um, uh, kind of montage scene of events that don't go for very long, right? Then all of a sudden these, like, tiny people come. They're, like, tiny. They're, like, as big as mini-me, like, actual actors that are that big, like um, um, tiny little people who are also supposedly ghoulies, but they're not. They're just normal people. And they're goodies slash baddies, and you're like, what's going on? It has the weirdest pacing in the world. Like, every part of it, you're just like, there are so many bits that you're just like, this is, this is not needed. Like, half this movie is not needed. You just want it to be like a ghouly, a ghouly fest, you know what I mean? Like, with mo- attacks. And, and then one of, them's a, yeah. one of them's a toy clown for some reason that possess, is possessed. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, none of this is, makes sense. or was well written or anything. And, and then everyone dies, and then everyone becomes zombies. And they yeah. come back from the dead. And then out, out of the blue, right at the end, this guy that was at the start of the movie, that was like this groundskeeper who had this clearly fake beard, he just appears at the end when they're fighting the lead Satanist, who's, who's a baddie, mm-hmm. because the main baddie, yeah. which was the main character, decides he's not a baddie anymore and he starts fighting the, the, the main uh, the, bad, the bad Satanist that's come back from the grave. And this groundskeeper just comes out as a full wizard and just comes in and they start having power magic battles and there's no explanation of it at all. <laughs> and, then all of it, and then like the, the wizard, this, this groundskeeper wizard with a fake beard beats the bad guy and then all of a sudden everyone that's dead is alive again and they're just uh-huh. fine and then it's the end and like no one dies in the whole film. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? I was like, a, oh, yeah, it was... It just seemed like the cover, like you you feel like you're gonna get this great kind of, you know, like
1: crit, critters film.
0: kind of film or something. And the, the ghoulies have yeah. hardly anything to do with it. Like they're not enormous. Yeah, it's like they're tacked on at the end and the and the Satanism storyline goes for so long and it's so drawn out that you're just like, I just don't care and there's like a he's got a wife who's like like against him and yeah, he's doing up the house as well. So there's lots of scenes of like like, you know, renovation like <laughs> Just, yeah. So the,
1: there just, should have been a lot more ghoulies kind of floating around in this house.
0: You could have done it great. You could have had, like, you just didn't need the satanic thing. Sure, you had the satanic thing at the start, which explained the ghoulies, But then it mm. could have been that they just accidentally bought the ghoulies back. And then it was just like, you know, like a night where they're in, like, all these set up characters could have been the party scene should have been at the end kind of thing. Yep. And then okay. that's when it all goes down, like, in, like, bad taste. I'm um, not bad taste, um, brain dead. You know, there's the party at the yep. end and everyone. Like it just, it just had the worst pacing. it, like, it felt like I had like five acts, and then you just yeah, like what, 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 what? Uh, yep. So I need that so bit. Just fell,
1: fell short.
0: It fell short. Um, I just felt like they they've got this amazing cover. A cover that I've i now watching it now as an older person. I feel like I I'm glad I didn't watch it. I give it one star. Like
1: wow. But that's the thing, like the cover is, the it's iconic. Like I personally haven't seen this film. I actually went and sat down the other day and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to watch Ghoulies because it was streaming on Stan for the longest time. Hmm. And I sat down to put it on and it's now no longer on. Disappeared. <laughs> so I didn't watch it. But, yeah, the, I can always remember that VHS cover and it's just such an iconic cover and you can, it's one of those things that you pick up and you can only imagine the tomfoolery that is going to come out of this film. So it's kind of. It's a little bit disheartening to hear that there is no tomfoolery to the extent that it should be based on the cover.
0: Yeah, it's like they just took bits and bobs from all films and emulated scenes, like the the clown bit is clear, like Poltergeist, you know that kind of like the clown on the bed yeah. and like, and then like the clown explodes. The best part of the film was the clown kind of exploded out, and there was a monster ghoulie slash something inside of it controlling it. But the thing is that yeah. that thing was moving around in the storyline before even the ghoulies had been like kind of come out, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God. Because there's a Ghoulies 2 and a Ghoulies 3, which is called, its tagline of Ghoulies 3 is Ghoulies Go to College, which is great. Oh, <laughs> and they've got, like, their little, like, you know, the when, when the people pass high, uh, college and they've got those little hats, you know, what are they yes. called? And there's a the- fourth one as well.
1: Oh, What's my right? God. <laughs> there's too many ghoulies.
0: Right, that, that, the others might have got it, you know what I mean? Like... But, like, even the, well, even the comments here, like, you know, people just, like, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Five stars? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I do love it when they say this movie is the worst thing I've ever seen. Five stars.
0: Yeah, that's basically what that is. But i got to give it away. It's, it's one of the best horror covers I've ever seen. Like, the toilet yeah. with the monster. It's got per pink light coming in from the side, from the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like, mm-hmm. such an icon. He's so green, like... I mean, those ghoulies, no ghoulies wear clothes in the whole film. I don't know why that one has suspenders and a, and a, and a crop top. <laughs> like, it's on the cover. But Why not? We'll get So they, they're not? the water ghoulies. So there's a ground ghoul like an earth ghoulie, a water ghoulie. It doesn't explain that, but it kind of does. But then, like, yeah. there's no, there, there is nothing. There, are, there is no reason. I, I It's known as a classic, but I think it's just known as a classic cover, and I think that's all the film is. I feel like mm. the film got made off from a cover, but Perhaps like possibly. I said, I've had I've had a bad week. We've both had a bad week, so we're probably going to lay yeah. harder into these films than we thought. we oh, yeah. they deserve. But yeah, so what did you? I'm
1: super negative today. <laughs> yeah, same
0: here. Let's get ne- let's get our neg on. Um, <laughs> so what did you what what did you watch?
1: Okay, so I watched Trick or Treat, and I'm actually really disappointed to say that. I shouldn't have watched this film while I've been feeling like shit because this was a really good film, but I was just in a shitty mood and was not uh, enjoying it to the extent that I know I could and should have. Yeah. Um, so f- for those of you who don't know, it's not Trick or Treat, the one with little the little Sid boy and his little sack head. Um, this is 1986. Uh, it's directed by Charles Martin Smith, who was an actor. Uh, I think he was best known for one of his roles in American Graffiti. Um, anyway, so Eddie is an 80s metalhead teen who is bullied at school, looks to his heavy super uh, superstar metal idol, Sammy Kerr. Um, when Kerr is killed in a hotel fire, Eddie becomes the recipient of the only copy of Kerr's unreleased album, which when played backwards, Bring Sammy back to life,
0: oh yeah, um, it sounds great, yes.
1: yes. Um, so as Halloween approaches, Eddie begins to realize that this isn't only rock and roll, it's life and death. Um, so this movie is basically a nightmare on Elm Street for you know, disgruntled teens. this was this was a lot of fun. Um, so it has Skippy uh, for any of you remember watching Family Tires. Um Skippy is um <laughs> Michael P. Keaton's like best friend, yeah, yeah, um, and he's actually really believable as a metalhead because all the metalheads I know um today are just like this n- these nerdy little guys who are just you know ripped jeans and metal t-shirts, but they're actually really lovely people. <laughs> so that's the that was a kind of really cool thing about it. but um again, so it's, uh, the this musician comes out of the the stereo. He's you know utilizing the electricity around him to sort of attack his victims, and it's basically just fuck shit up because there's no real reason. Like he's not coming back for any real reason. Like he was just this really ang- angsty musician. Um. So yeah, like I I thoroughly regret not being able to watch this when I felt a lot better. This is the kind of movie that you want to watch when you're with a group of people, you're drinking some beers, you're eating some pizza, and you're all having a bit of a laugh about it.
0: Yeah. Well, there is Yeah, the the cameos are worth it. Yeah,
1: so Gene Simmons was given actually offered the role as Sammy Kerr. Um, he turned it down, so he opted to play Nuke, who was a small town local DJ. Nuke. Um so he's basically just doing his best impression of Wolfman Jack, which is really cool. He did it very well. Um, and Ozzy Osbourne's in it, and he plays a preacher. So Re- this Reverend was,
0: Aaron Gilstrom.
1: Yes. <laughs> basically, because this is, like, peak satanic panic in America, so everyone's just obsessed with metal music and obsessed with, like, this, you know, falling prey to the, the satanic yes. culture.
0: Uh-huh, the dark um, one.
1: Yeah. So, and there's Ozzy Osborne as this televangelist. And they basically he ad libbed everything. That's pretty um, tongue yeah.
0: in cheek, eh? Like just to have had yeah. him at the ultimate, like as Satan scare to every parent as the reverend.
1: Yeah, and like at no point did they script what he was saying, and you can actually tell. So what he's saying is just really, you know, you should love, and we should all love, and. Don't be horrible and love and be love and yeah.
0: <laughs> Satanism
1: re- and just being Ozzy Osborne.
0: Just being another um, episode of the Osbournes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um this is actually a lot of fun. Uh, Fastway did the soundtrack. Um, so if I can recall, Fastway is like uh I think the guitarist from Motley Crue.
0: How's those names? Like you've got Motley Crue
1: bloody yeah, and Kiss Flogging Molly. Is Flogging Flogging Molly? I think it's like this. So Fastway was like a super group comprised of different musicians, and I think one of them went on to form Flogging Molly. Um, I love Flogging Molly. Sorry?
0: I loved that band.
1: Yeah, right. Who didn't?
0: Fastway, rock band, members.
1: Yeah. So um, Wasp, the lead singer of Wasp, was actually up for the role. Of Sammy, and he basically came into it going, like, yeah, this is a role I want, like, give it to me. Like, I've got my band, like, we're happy to do all the music. And they basically came back to him and said, Look, I'm really sorry. Fastway signed on to do the music, but you'll be lip syncing to them. And he kind of just went, Yeah, fuck you. No, yeah. I have a band. Like, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, I'm not lip syncing another band. Yeah, what's Vloggy Molly? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a good, there's been heaps of people in that band, like, through mm. the years. and yeah what was the film like? Was the gore there? Like, what was what was it about?
1: Um, so it it just sort of like sort of moseyed along in its own little way. Um, Kevin Yeager did the special effects. Um, so when Sammy Kerr kind of came out of the the stereo, he his face was all sort of mangled and mushed, um, sort yes. of, like burnt. So it, it did have a very Nightmare on Elm Street vibe to it, and because Kevin Yeager had just come from working on A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, you can definitely see how it kind of had a very adverse effect on how he did this film. Mm. Um, As far as, like, gore-wise, I really don't... Like, there's nothing absolutely memorable in it, and I don't know if it's just because I was not feeling 100%, but there's nothing that I can directly say, oh, man, this one scene, he did, like, this one thing and it fucked this guy up... (laughs) Like it's it's just not there for me right now.
0: It just wasn't there. Like yeah, nothing nothing no. stood out in it.
1: But yeah, it was it was a bit of a slow burn film, as most films are in the eighties. Like I don't think the filmmaking was a hundred percent there. I mean this was Charles Martin Smith's first film. Um he also then went on to direct Airbud, so
0: Yeah, the dog one, that <laughs> plays basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. So
1: yeah, but I mean like again, I would definitely want to go back and revisit this film and I really hope to do so when I'm feeling better and then I'm gonna come back and be like, Okay, I rewatched this and I'm either gonna sit there and be like, This is really good for this, this, this and this reason or I'll sit there and be like, No, 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 it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try and so. I'm gonna try and uh, get back into the high spirits again from now on in the episode. <laughs> like I, I I shit on the ghoulies, but the ghoulies were worth a good shit on. But um, I'm gonna try and have a, have yeah. a, have a, have a, yeah, right. So, yeah, I went on to like, um, I, as I said, I just watched The Ghoulies and it was bad. So, I thought I need to cleanse myself. I need to put yep. on something on that I know I'm going to like. So, I watched Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare or Nightmare Six or whatever you want to call yep. it from 1991. Um, mm-hmm. you know, by Wes Craven. <laughs> um, straight away, put it on. And within probably ten seconds, it is already better than Ghoulies. The opening, <laughs> the opening words of this film. So it doesn't have a traditional horror opening. You know where there's like the credits and a, and a long thing. It just has this uh, quote come up, which is uh, a philosopher. I can't remember the quote like on screen uh, of a philosopher. And then it ha- then it has another quote which is "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch" by a quote oh, yeah. of Freddy Krueger. And then it's cut straight into like a full red screen, and then the words like F R D D Y S D A D like D E A D like smash into the screen like to write Freddy's dead across it in black letters, and then like and then the final nightmare appears underneath it, and it's just got this a this. 80s tune just over it going like, meow, and it's and then just cut straight into the film and I'm just, I was just like oh my god, and I like rewound it and watched it like four times that opening bit. It's like the perfect conglomeration of like the hottest title, the hottest <laughs> like you know music like of all time, and so Is this
1: the one where Dokken does the soundtrack.
0: Dokken? I'm not Dokken. sure. It does. It has a very like. M- 80s sound because it's a 90s film, but it clearly has a, a, a real early 90s, late 80s soundtrack. Um, yeah, okay. all I've written in my notes is music is 80s as fuck. <laughs> that's yes. in my notes, that's all over. <laughs> have ri- The
1: best uh, description ever.
0: Um, let me have a look. I uh, see if I can find out really quickly. Uh, I'm never gonna find this real quick, am I? Can you find that for <laughs> me, Jane, while I'm talking about it?
1: I can, yes. Cool. Let me so, look into that. So
0: that was the opening and I'm just like fuck yeah. I am in. I mean I mean so hard. Like I was excited. I like, got the little glee. the you know the, oh yes, I love this shit. And then it opens up to the first dream which is like you know the kid um it go- it goes on it, it goes on about like how like you know uh every kid in Elm Street has been killed blah 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 except for one. The one kid's left in Elm Street now which is this this kid. Opens up Your dream sequence, and it's one of those awesome ones. They did really well. Do you remember? It's like the house is falling out of the sky. Yep. Yeah, and it's like um, uh, Freddy comes like the witch of the Wicked Witch of the West. He goes, I'll get you and your little souls. And I'm just (laughs) like, this is quintessential Freddy. It's so good. And then it's one of those ones where he keeps waking up. Like, you think the dream's over, and then suddenly, like, like, the house hits the ground, and he wakes up, and he walks out of the house after... And then, like, the house shoots into space and, like, just yep. shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, like, as good as they could do at the time. But they went real ham on, like, you know, the dream sequences, which is what I want out of a Freddy film. And I was like, yep, yeah, this is wicked. Then it cuts to So it's about Freddy letting this kid out of Elm Street so he can, like, basically bring back. Freddy had a, had a daughter and he brings back Freddy's daughter through a series of events and so Freddie mm-hmm. can travel out of Elm Street if he's in, like, his bloodline or oh, some yeah. shit. You know, typical horror. It doesn't sure. matter. It's fine. Yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't need to make sense.
0: Yeah, and it has that classic scene in it where they're like, we're not even in Elm Street. And he goes, every town has an Elm Street. And then the sign bursts out of the ground, like Elm Street. And I thought to myself, every town does have an Elm Street. Like, I remember as a it kid, because I loved horror, I stole the Elm Street sign from our, <laughs> like, <our> a <laughs> suburb and had it in my room. like. <laughs> and I'm, um, so you've got that. Then you got like the sickest '90s fashions. So these dudes are wearing like low ponytails. The guys, you know, oh, shirts yeah. that like. So he's got a t-shirt with an unbuttoned shirt, loud shirt on, but the the unbuttoned uh-huh. loud shirt is tucked into his pants and it's not done up and shit like that. And oh. I'm just like, this is sick. This is so good. That
1: sounds hot. Yeah.
0: yeah hot. Um,
1: it's what every lesbian wears now. So
0: basically, I assume. <laughs> Uh, and then you got some great deaths, some really good Freddy's deaths. You got the one where the guy's got the hearing aid, and um, mm-hmm. Freddy like like takes his hearing aid back, like, like modifies his hearing aid. So when he puts it back in, it t- it like grows legs, and you know, um, holds it's like a bug in the side of his head, and and it goes up the heaps high. So then Freddy drops all the pins. You know, out of like the sky, so when the pin hits the ground, it's like super loud to him. And these really yeah. elongated death scenes that are so good. And then eventually and then Freddie gets like the um because he's so sensitive to sound. Freddy gets like a blackboard and like and he's running his fingers along his claw hand on a blackboard, which he just pulls out of nowhere, but it's so campily acted and it's so good. Like when Freddy's like pulling up the uh the 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 um the blackboard, he's going like, ooh. Ah, oh, and all this shit—it's just like, oh, man, it's so good. And then you got the great, the video game death, where the kid who's smoking weed gets pulled into the the TV, and that looks wicked yeah. in itself. Like it has all the cartoon come out, and yeah. it's just like, oh man, this is so good. And then when he, and then you think, oh, that's it—he's dead. But then it goes this whole video game sequence, and it's just all these. It's just like a nin- massive, like weird Nintendo ad because he- Freddy's like, "Now nah, I'm playing with power," and like he goes, "You forgot about the power glove," and it's like the the Freddy glove as the power glove and stuff, and it's just yeah. like, "Oh man, this is so good," and it's like the shittest graphics in the world. And there's a bit in it where like Freddy looks at the screen, and he's like, "Whoa, great graphics." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like this is so good,
0: like I love it, and there's all of them. Like every death scene's in it. There's like the one where uh, the kid like falls out of the sky onto a pit of um spikes, and um yeah. well they're holding him in real life, and it's got all that stuff where like the bodies react in real life to what's happening in the dream, and all the holes appear in him and stuff, and it's just like this is sick. This is such quintessential nightmare. And I'd forgotten how good Freddy's Dead was. I, I remember didn't remember it being that good, but I reckon mm. it's my my. I reckon my favorite is now Nightmare 3, Mm -hmm. and then probably, like, Freddy's Dead, and then New Nightmare, like... Okay. And, and then the others you can just you can just roll a dice and decide which <laughs> ones Whatever,
1: like. wherever. Sure. I haven't seen this film in many, 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 many years, so I'm probably due for a, a rewatch. Oh, you just definitely is.
0: just watch that. You have to it's post up actually. on Facebook that hot opening as well, That just like that 10 seconds on, onto our Facebook. Yep. It be so good. And I'll then be. when it's not already wicked enough, you get to see Freddy's past, him as a human, and you get to go into his... Um shed where he killed children, and you see all the other Freddy gloves that he had. Like, yeah, oh. there's ones with claws. There's ones with like razor, you know, razor blades on it. There's like about yes. twelve versions of the Freddy glove that you didn't know existed, and it just so happens that the one he took in was just the one he had, and so that's the one he stuck with. But yeah. So I was like down with that. And then if that's not good enough, you get the whole thing of like the 3D glasses thing at the end. Do you remember that? I don't. So when um, you went in to see this in the cinema, which I remember, you got mm-hmm. a pair of 3D glasses, but the film wasn't in 3D. But at the end, when she's going in to fight him, they go, in the 3D world, anything can be a weapon. And she takes a pair of 3D glasses in. And then when she puts it on, um, they disappear into her. And that's when you have to put the 3D glasses on when she puts them on in the film. Like and then when when at the end when she's fighting in the dream sequence, it's three D to make it seem more like like you're watching it actually in three D to make it seem like you're in a dream. And I'm like that's so cool.
1: Sounds okay. I'm definitely gonna have to put it at the top of my list. I'm
0: gonna give it a watch. <laughs> like yeah, and it and, and of course you know at the end once the three D bits happens, there's all these amazing three D shots that I couldn't see because it's not in three D. But like yeah. you uh, you can imagine like you know, it's just. Oh man, just it just it just took me to a, that horror happy place as being a kid again, and just you know when I, like like yeah. Goonies did the thing that that thing that you always feared your horror movie would do is you get the the horror film, you take it home, and not nothing much happens in it. You know that Like you just yeah. like
1: oh, I know that, yeah.
0: That that feeling of like you feel so ripped off because you've got this cover you, the potential of all these amazing scenes that you imagine could happen, could happen. Yeah. Where this film. Delivers them all and more.
1: It does happen. It, it, it happens, and then it happens again and again and again.
0: Yeah, and it's just, ah, oh, it's great. It's great, great Freddie. and it made me so amped, so amped for this new, new Freddy reboot because they can like, they can go ham with this shit. They have, they have to make, they have to have it set in the nineties or the eighties though. They just need that shit. Like,
1: yeah, and I mean, Freddy is fun. Like, I whether Wes Craven intended him to be or not, Freddy is fun. And that's, I think, that's what a lot of the other movies don't have going for it, like your Jasons and your Halloweens. Like, you can update them to today's standards, but they don't have that level of humour that yeah. Freddie has. It's true. So.
0: And this one feels, I reckon the why or oh, I like this one a lot is because it, it's a, it, the, 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 the main kids in it are, like, in a juvie kind of home and it's very a la, like, Nightmare on Street 3. Where they're yeah. in a mental institution where these kids are in like a, a bad, a home for bad kids. And it's got that same vibe. There's like the badass, like, girl who's the kick ass girl who's like, you know, has like been, is like a rape victim and she doesn't like to be touched, and, you know, like, and like yeah. all these kids with real full on problems, like, you know, one where the dad used to beat him and the mum used to, or another mum used to beat him and that's why he's deaf because she like, like, deafened him and stuff like that. And just like, and then, yeah, and it just, it just works. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I'm so happy. I need to watch a good one every week. <laughs> the yeah, last couple of la- the last couple I've done it. We haven't watched it. I mean, the la- I mean, my-, my shining beacon has been House, like the Japanese House in this series that we've yes, done, and then like and yeah. then House as well, <laughs> like House, two House films, <laughs> and then like um, I'm a Hero kind of things. But this is that as was well.
1: great.
0: Yeah, I was I was so into it. Eh? I like, my my wife just saw me glowing. She's like, "Why do you care so much?" And I'm like, because it's wicked.
1: <laughs> I guess that's the problem, Larry. I mean with all these films that that we are revisiting or we haven't seen before, it is going to be so hit and miss and some weeks are just going to be super negative yeah, um and yeah. other weeks it's you know super amped and we'll we'll just have nothing but like good things to say about all these films.
0: Well so the, the film that, that we we watched this week as our homework, The Fun House, which we'll get bring up later, is like we we watched that because this was on a whole bunch of like lists and that nerd and that doco of all these like deep horror dudes that are like, oh, I love this film, and like we'll get into that. But you know what I mean? Like well, maybe it just had to be there for a lot of them.
1: Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing, as I think as well, because you know, I mean, I wasn't around in 1981 when this this film came out. Um, so that's for me. I will look at the, certain movies and go, well, that's just really. A little bit too outdated for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a deep appreciation for a lot of films, a lot of genres, and over many decades. Um, but there are certain things that you will watch, and you'll just be like, eh, "No, nah. <laughs> yeah." So
0: that's yeah. all right. But we, um, I feel like I'm going through like all the films now that I haven't got around to watching, and mm. I, I've done pretty well. Yeah. Like a lot of them, I was just like, "Well, the, I haven't seen this one, but it's fine because it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be." So. Then again, but there are some really ones really I've watched great. recently I've loved. Like a Video Drone was like one I only caught up with recently and it's one of my favourite films now.
1: Yeah, so. but I mean that's the thing as well. like love them or hate them. Like we are revisiting all these films that for, for years and years and years we've had intention of watching but have just never gotten around to it.
0: Mm. I and mean
1: that, that's great. That gives us a fresh take on it. So, um,
0: and the people who love horror look at films differently. We, oh, we we yeah. look at films differently to how someone would just like watch a normal film. Like we, we take into consideration the time. Um, we take into consideration almost as well. If I was a kid watching this, how would I feel? Like, mm. and I actually do that for every film. Like, I, I every horror film. I'm like, man, if I was a kid watching this, would I have liked it? And that yeah. determines whether I like it as an adult, which is a very strange. Cause you do not do it to any other genre. Oh, I suppose no. you do for kids films, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like do you know what i mean like it, 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 it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a weird way of thing like horror horror people are like a thing where i ask people we like, are a
1: different breed of people for sure yeah
0: and we look at them like to me though i am not a fan at all of cg horror like i am not enjoying it in any way like i i just want to see the rubberness of everything i want to see the practical effects like
1: that's right. Yeah. CG I, horror I love is, a, practical
0: effect. is a hard one. I don't mind using CG in horror films if it's not for like the gore. But when there's yeah. CG gore, it feels like it's just you've been ripped off. It's like a cheap, like a, you know, you've. It's,
1: it's true. I mean, take it, Chapter Two, for instance. So um, one of the, the scenes that I felt really let the movie down was the scene where she's in the old apartment building with the little old lady.
0: Oh yeah, the, the then she big, just like, comes big lady. like
1: running out with the titty swapping, and it's just this. It just looked like this CG mess, and that for me just sort of let the film like it took the film down like an extra notch for me.
0: Yeah, but well, well, but then you look at stuff within the same like, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like just a full yeah. CG like monster or scene is just watching a cartoon. Like you just, yeah. Do you know what like I, mean? I feel like,
1: that you had the budget, you could have done something spectacular.
0: Yeah, like have an old lady in prosthetics running, use CG to elongate her arms, so you know it looks yeah. weird, and have just make her bigger with CG, and that yeah. would look heaps more weird.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I do love practical effects CG where CG is warranted. Like sometimes you just can't recreate a face splitting open, or something. I mean, a lot of the time you get Tom Savini, he can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's just Tom Savini and he yeah, just like,
0: do it. Yeah, there were some shots like in um in Dust Till Dawn, like when yeah. the bit where the kid um kills his dad with the, the water bomb, uh, he mm. throws like a holy water water bomb on his dad and it's like the whole half of his face melts, like half of his head, and it's just a massive rubber, you know, it's, it's just a made-up m- m- uh, like a mannequin or whatever, and it turns around, but it's all animatronic and it's all bleeding, and it just looks so good, and it never will not look good because it's no, real. And
1: that's the thing as well. So you look at all these films. So, like, take for instance, uh, you know, Body Melt, which is an Australian melt movie. <laughs> that none of that CGI. None of that is CGI. Um, street Trash. None of that is CGI. That's all practical effects. I think, I think you're missing out on mentioning society. <laughs> Society! (laughs) I apologise that Society was not the first movie. Don't
0: be a butthead, Jen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly being a butthead. But there was no CGI then. They did an amazing job, and that's what I like about these films because they utilise a lot of goo. No one's utilising a lot of goo nowadays.
0: Yeah, goo, man.
1: So that, I think, adding you've got your practical effects, and okay, well this this looks a bit fake. What are we gonna do? Just add some goo. Just add yeah, yeah. goo. We'll make everything better.
0: Yeah, add goo. Add liquid. Like and shininess. Yeah. Like just and that's why Evil Dead One I think went really good as well because everything was wet and gross and had like crap all over it and like that, yeah. that 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 hides any prosthetic. Like you put you put slop on shit. Like even like what this uh, film is this podcast is named after, terrorvision the movie in terrorvision like. That monster in that looks amazing because it is covered in slime constantly. Like, it is, and if it didn't have that slime on it, it would just look like a dry mess. It would look like a nasty dry mess.
1: <laughs> exactly. Anyhow,
0: <laughs> anyhow, what was uh, your what was your second film, Jen?
1: Oh, Dan. Oh I, shit! You had a, a palette cleanser film. I had a film that was so terrible. I went. To, I. It was so bad. It was good. I hated it. Then I loved it. Then I hated it. And I spent maybe a solid 20 minutes ranting about it. To whom? Um, The cat? (laughs) No, to my lovely wife, (laughs) um, (laughs) who I (laughs) convinced to watch it with me. I'm like, you're going to love it. It's like, here's the premise. Uh, Okay, so here is the premise. Uh, To celebrate their graduation, the teenagers... Wait, you haven't seen what it's it's called yet. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. It is called, this train wreck of a film is called Aqua
0: Aqua Slash.
1: Aqua Slash. 2019. Oh, my God. Just, ugh, words. Okay. Uh, so a group of teenagers from their high school have organized an 80s-themed party at an old water park. Uh, my first question, who has a graduation at a water park? What do you mean? Well. <laughs> you're a bunch didn't of eighteen-year-olds. No, I think I've been to one water park in my life.
0: Is it Magic Mountain?
1: It was. I've I had never been on the water slides at Magic Mountain ever.
0: Yeah, well, that have you shame. been on a water slide before ever?
1: I have. Yes, yes. Okay. There used to be one where I grew up, and
0: so you're not just uh, a total think, fucking waste to of human. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't, you know, make that argument too soon.
0: I always had that thing. Um, I always had that thing. Whenever someone said, like, "Oh man, if you had heaps of money, what would you do?" And no, my answer was always like, "I'd just have it that in my house. You'd have to get around on water slides." Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you sure. know, the the most indulgent way to travel is a water slide.
1: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I look forward to you winning the lotto. <laughs> Not oh, just man, it'll be, such a, it be
0: such a mess if I won the lotto, hey. <laughs> oh, I man. really
1: want you to win the lotto. It'll be so great. <laughs> uh, All right, so now,
0: sorry, we anyway. guess. So, anyway. aqua splash. Uh, so we've got this. So, Aquasplash. It
1: is set uh, in, a, in a water park. Um, so, things grow gruesome when it turns out that a mysterious maniac has inserted giant razor blades into the water slides. Oh,
0: shit. Is it, is it preying on the urban legend? Because that was an urban legend for years. Yeah you remember yeah, that, okay. that people stick water slides to the sides? Do you remember hearing that when you were growing up?
1: I they're do, st- They stick yeah. razor
0: blades to the uh... – right, I used to scare the shit out of me. But then I was like, you know what? It's heaps hard to stick a razor blade to a water slide <laughs> if you're – It going... is,
1: especially when a lot of this film where people trying to go up a water slide, some dude – for five minutes straight, he was trying to climb this water slide. I'm like, dude, you're not going to get up there.
0: Yeah, you can't. Just
1: calm, calm down. Um, So – I've got some problems with this film. Yeah. First of all, I'm pretty certain that the gentleman who made it, um, whose name is Renaud Gauthier. Guth-
0: <laughs> What's his name? Uh, you want me to read it? Where is it?
1: Renaud Gauthier, whose only other directing credit is Discopath.
0: Which I don't know what that is.
1: I don't know what that is. It's set in a disco. Um. So at any given moment, this film could have just turned into a porno. Oh, really? There was really? so much gratuitous sex, nudity, snorting cocaine off of women's boobs, Um. just general, you know, oh, this girl that works at the park, she chooses every guy at graduation, because apparently a lot of people are graduating at this water park. I don't know why. And they're like, every year she picks one dude and she fucks them turns them into a man. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, gross. But,
1: yeah. Um, the story is paper thin. It's basically they threw the script into a pool and whatever he fished out, he just sort of threw together in a mishmash of nothing was happening, but also a lot of partying and just being gross was happening.
0: So is the only thing that kills people blades on a water slide?
1: Yes. And, and people keep
0: going down the water slide?
1: So, yes, people do keep <laughs> going down the water slide because they can't hear the fact that someone's like, please don't go down the water slide. People have died.
0: But after, now, after they've gone down and the first person comes out dead, they're yep. just not going to go down it.
1: Well, they and can't. And then it's see the it, end apparently. of the film. They're too high to see what's happening down below. Um, so. Everything that happens in this film happens in the last 15 minutes. So I posted the trailer yesterday. Um, For those of you who have not watched it yet, now's the time to go back because the trailer basically just gives it away. This is what happens in the film. You know, they put the blades through. I mean, don't get me wrong, when it happened, like I went from, I hate this film, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever watched in my life, to this is amazing. I want more of it.
0: So was it just the gore in one moment? Was just a really good gore scene? Is that the only thing yeah. holding the whole film together? Is yeah. It, does it they had one idea as well and that's the idea they had but they just stuck an hour and a half they, before it?
1: Yeah, they basically, the film's not even that long. It's like an hour and ten minutes. So a lot of nothing, like a lot of nudity and sex happens. A lot of drugs happen. A lot of really terrible dialogue. Some kid finds a Walkman in the sand, and it has nothing to do with the story, but then it does. But it also doesn't. There's a, a strange dude in a male crop top, which mm. I think that they're we back. Need to bring back the male crop. Top. Have you They need to be back.
0: They are back. Have you seen it? Like they're back in oh, gyms. Gyms. Uh, right, the males are back in the crop tops.
1: That doesn't. No, that doesn't count. It so this only, guy who it's only a matter of time. A it's only a
0: matter of time. You know that every fashion know. is dictated by gym fashion.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna call it out now. Dion, I need you to be wearing a male crop the next time you go to work. Thank you very much.
0: Oh Dion. Anyway, he, Dion so guy, Dion will will save the day with he will bring male male crop top to the go. gentleman.
1: He will. And he's got the body for it. I've seen that boy without a shirt. Does he? And he's yeah, he's buff.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to check that out next time. People don't know who we're talking about. It's just one of uh, Jen's workmates.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a lovely guy. Um, But this this young lad, he's he's wearing a male crop top, and he's got the worst Goku wig I have ever seen. I don't know why his hair is that way. Is, it a, is, that way. is it, it a wig?
0: Is it definitely a wig? It looks
1: like a wig. I need to find a picture. I need to post the picture, and then we can all discuss this because it's terrible. Oh, yeah. and. Super unnecessary.
0: I found one of the whole cast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy with the black bike. <laughs> wow, they it, yeah. it, it looked, the, the cast right. Just looks like a school photo.
1: <laughs> it is a bunch of no name people. Yeah. Um, so there there's a, a a group of musicians that are there. They're all dressed in black. The whole film, all dressed in black. Uh, when they're wearing their bathing suits, they're all black. Don't know why. Um, they start playing because it's obviously an 80s theme. They're playing their 80s music and they're butchering it. It's disgusting and I hated it. Uh, Pretty certainly out of the TV at one stage. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so just going back to the one and only good thing about this film is the water slide scene and just how bloody and gory and practical effects were used in this.
0: So what happened? Do they just go down and just gore comes out the other end? Basically. Or do you see well, they, they them do, getting so hurt?
1: You you do. So the it's basically like two swords have been like crisscrossed through this water slide.
0: Right, you can see so that that's in the actually in like it's, the, it's 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 in the, the, car- the thumbnail of the video as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that three girls are going down at once, and you know, the first girl goes through and she's just in like four pieces, and then the other girl sort of she gets kind of stuck halfway through, but half her body's also fallen out. And then the poor girl behind her is like kind of stuck in it, but she's screaming and crying because, you know, she's still alive and she can't get her out or around. And then more people start coming down the slide. But the thing, the problem, again, is there was no imagination to this. They're like, you know what would be really cool? If we just did this, this would look great. There were three water slides. They only use one slide to do this one scene and they drag that scene out for as long as they can.
0: Yeah right. That's what I was just saying. It just doesn't seem like very threatening because once like you kill one person with the water slide or even a couple of people, once the people come down the bottom, that's just the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like it's just like oh no, like it's just like a show. It's more like a show. It's like a movie about a show ride that goes wrong. As if yeah. So they get around it. Is it sentient? One of
1: the lifeguards. Sorry.
0: Is it sentient? The water slide. No
1: no no. It's not sentient. That would have been a better better story. I would have been okay with that Um, because they don't explain necessarily to a decent point what's happening, why this is a thing, but, like, 30 years to the day someone died and, you know, now it's like, oh, is someone seeking revenge? Yeah. Is it? No. I don't know. But, Uh. yeah, so they they get around it because the – um, you know, they're at the top and they're like, oh, hey, lifeguard down the bottom, can people get through? And, of course, he's fallen off the bloody chair after he's seen half a girl's torso come out of the slide. So he's not answering his little walkie and they're like, okay, I guess we can let everyone else go down. Keep going.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So right. I do not know how this film got 5.2 on IMDb.
0: <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to Homework. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch as homework, and then we review it together the following week. And this week we watched *The Funhouse*, directed by Tobe, Tobe, Tobe Cooper. Hey, um, I think what, what I didn't look to see what year it was nineteen eighty one, and um, so he has done films like *The Church's Chainsaw Massacre*, and *Poltergeist*, and *Salem's Lot*. Salem's what? Lot. <laughs> and we decided well there's some pretty great films so let's let's check out the funhouse people keep talking about this funhouse film and yeah Jen what did you
1: think I hated it I'm so sorry I'm such a negative Nancy today I didn't like it I was so bored
0: So for those who want to know the story the story is um a bunch of Uh, Two couples go to a fun fair and they go, hey, I heard that our our mate stayed in the fun house all night after the place had closed. Let's do that. And I'm like, why? Okay, cool. And they're just using it as a spot so they can bang next to each other, um, which you could do anywhere. Yep. Um, It doesn't look comfortable or anything. So they stay in this fun house and, of course, the people who run the fun house are horrible people and it just turns into like a, a night survival kind of um story what's weird i thought straight away is it opens with the shower scene that um and you've written the same notes here as well it's very um very psycho
1: <laughs> it's but- it is a direct ripoff of halloween you know the pov shot yep. and he goes and he puts the mask on and then he's walking in the mask to his sister who's in the shower but also what 10-year-old boy is okay with walking in while his naked sister is in the shower.
0: The thing is, it shows full frontal nudity of this girl's boobs. And I thought it's she a- was like 10 years old. No, yeah, boy, no, I, 10- I thought she was like 12. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then my wife's like, well, back then they had different laws. And she wasn't. I looked up, she's 21 in the film. And I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Like she's, they've just chosen this super young-looking actress, which made me feel awkward as fuck straight away. I was just like, mm-hmm. ugh, blah, And yeah, she stresses at this little brother for playing a pr- – he plays a prank kind of like makes out to stab her in the shower with a rubber knife. And she like stresses at him like, you're a, f- you're a dickhead and like I'm going to get you back and all this stuff. And then the brother though is amazing. He is basically an exact clone of Dustin from Stranger Things. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, yes, he, I did. Like he dressed exactly the same. His hair was the same. He was just – and I'm like, did Stranger Things – like, could it be they homaged this character? Because he's pretty similar. Like,
1: I think so. Like, I mean, everything in the 80s was homaged by Stranger Things. So who can really say? But, yeah, 100%, I'm like, hey, that's Justin. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, so the, the main characters, I thought, were the worst characters in the world. Uh, the, so there's um, the main girl and her boyfriend and then her, the main girl's friend and her boyfriend. These can were... I
1: also point out that they were on a first date? This girl was on a first date with a guy, and then you know they're making out in the funhouse, and her tops off. She—that's what happens on a first date.
0: Yeah, she got yeah. her boobs out a lot. The main character,
1: she did. And
0: then the other one, the other girl didn't.
1: Mm.
0: She probably thought. That. Anyhow, they get locked in this funhouse, and then um, they witness a murder in the funhouse where one of the carnies murders one of the other carnies or some stuff. Yeah. And um, which later on you find out that he is like a hideously disfigured man who looks like a bat.
1: (laughs) Yes. He's got like three noses. He
0: did have three noses. I was impressed with the three noses. What did you think of him?
1: I loved it. But again, like this was – he was done by uh, – was it Rick Baker? So Rick Baker who did Videodrome, he did An American Werewolf in London and he did the Thriller video, the Michael Jackson Thriller video. Um, I really liked the the effect and can I just point out that he was covered in goo.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did have a lot of – there were bits where there was like snot coming out of his nose and stuff as well. When it revealed his face – because he has a ma- he has a Frankenstein mask on for half the film which I thought was kind of weird yeah. and cool. And when they yeah. reveal his face, I actually yelled out, "Jesus Christ!" when I saw <laughs> it. It was like, so I was expecting you like a, a a Jason Voorhees under there or a Toxic Avenger, you know, with an eye or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But when it was like this, absolutely non-human yet sc- screaming fucking chud of a man, and I was just <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, that's horrid. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And the fact he's, like, a sexual predator as well. <laughs> like was he,
1: though? We... Like, I think he was just a little bit upset that, and maybe a little bit embarrassed that, you know, he just.
0: Yeah, I suppose. There is a scene that you see him getting wanked off.
1: Mm-hmm. And it just happens very, very quickly.
0: I know, and, and he gets paid out about it. And that's why he murders the lady because he came too that's quick right. in the wank-off. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he paid her a hundred dollars for something that lasted like two seconds. So I'd be pretty pissed off too if I was a deformed being.
0: Yeah, I know. That had a hundred bucks to burn.
1: Yeah, right. Fuck uh, you.
0: One of the other things I noticed is the main girl in it, she did a whole bunch of shots where she just stared at shit for ages and there was no she reason did. for her to stare. Like really like, long shots where it's like uh yeah, was just it- looking.
1: It wasn't even setting her up for anything in particular. She was just no. staring.
0: Up. It was like they were trying to uh they were trying to build like a suspense or that there's something like she can sense something's not right about this place.
1: And yeah. Stuff. But th- no, they and, didn't even
0: And then also we've got to mention as well, like uh, the main the boy, the little brother, he sneaks to the fun uh, to the, the carnal because he wants to go. So he's there independent. And he kind of susses out that his brother, his his sister is locked in the funhouse, and he spends half the film trying to get her out. But then he has an opportunity. His parents come and pick him up, and he has an opportunity to say like they're in there. And it has like an overlay of her like getting angry at him from the start, so he doesn't say anything. So he just leaves her there to get revenge, <laughs>
1: like yeah, to kill that's his what I sister. Thought, like- you know, he spent all this time, like, you know, banging on the doors, trying to open the doors, like, trying to get into the car, and just, he just can't, like, can't get to her. And then he's obviously he's caught by one of the carnies, and they call his parents, his parents come and get. I'm pretty certain that his mum was a bit of a shit mum as well. Yeah, like, yeah, she, she said just, something she really strange. She thought she was drunk.
0: Yeah, yeah she like, said it, really it, strange it, lines, like, like, you know, like she's super disappointed in her daughter yeah, and that. And there's no reason mean, to be so disappointed in her.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing like this kid had the opportunity to be like, oh, look, she's in there. But he then was just thinking about all the horrible things that she'd said and he's like, no, you can suffer. I'm going to go home.
0: Because it, um, it, it labels it in the write-up that she, rebellious teen Amy. and like She didn't seem very rebellious, eh? Hey.
1: No. If anything, she was like, I don't think it's a good idea if we go and stay in the funhouse. Like, why are we doing that?
0: Once again, you know. why would you? But what I did like, the opening credits to this were quite cool. Do you remember that was just yes. all the fun house like um so when you go you go to like the show or uh the, the the fair and you have those like horror rides that have those animatronic, you know, monsters and it was just all them shot on a black screen, just with the credits coming up, just one at a time, and I thought that was really cool. I was like Yeah, yeah I, I was really into those. Like that was that was some that was some good um thing. And um
1: well, I mean, a lot of the props, some of the props used, so like the ventriloquist dummy that's in the little boy's room, um, it belonged to Shari Lewis. Like they borrowed a lot of stuff from Shari Lewis, who if anyone is old enough to remember, she was the ventriloquist from, from Lamb Shops. Oh,
0: that, that shape? Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, so this, late, I, like, I was like, is she a horror fan? I had to look it up because I would have been... Like, more impressed by was she? Me. But no, no, she just had no, she just had all this stuff, and the producers were friends with her. And they're like, Yeah, you can borrow my stuff, well, that's cool.
0: Apparently, as well, like, uh, Tobe Hooper reused heaps of like the uh, the props when he did Billy Idol's uh, music video, Dancing with Myself. And I looked it up, and you can see like the animatronic, um. Yeah, like things from the funhouse just in the film clip, just in the background. We love bloody yeah. old Billy Idol like cruising along. I
1: mean, a lot of that stuff as well, like all the animatronic stuff, uh, I think Tobe Hooper uh, acquired it for and he ended up just buying it for the film, and I think he just kept it. So,
0: Well, a lot of that stuff you could reuse in like other films oh, and sure. stuff like that. But um, the big thing that blew my mind is when I was looking into it is that Toby Hooper actually turned down. Um, Steven Spielberg. When Steven Spielberg asked him if he wanted to, to direct ET, and he goes, "No, sorry, I want to direct the Funhouse <laughs> instead." So, uh, but I'm then really I mean, like,
1: to say, but you made the wrong choice. I know. But, but, but again, yep, ET wouldn't be ET if it was directed by Toby Hooper. Hooper. Oh,
0: imagine, imagine what it would have been. He truly would have lived up to the, uh, the role of the extra testicle,
1: <laughs> as we <laughs> used to
0: call him as he was young. Yeah. But he did work later on with, um, with Steven Spielberg on Poltergeist. So, yeah. I mean, and Poltergeist, yeah, like, you, you can't go wrong with Poltergeist. Texas Chainsaw, yeah. you can't go wrong. Um, Poltergeist, you can't go wrong. I, I haven't actually seen Salem's a lot, and I assume it's Neither okay. Have I. But, um, yeah, like, oh, just, there's such a miss this film was to me. But I, it came so. It came so, um, you know, recommended. Like,
1: I know. I, again, like I feel, I mean, this film was 1981, so it wasn't quite, I wouldn't technically consider it an 80s horror. It, it's in that weird sort of fine line between 70s and 80s horror because if you notice, um, so The Burning that we watched last week, that was 1981 as well. That so much had a better. Completely different vibe.
0: Yeah, so much completely,
1: better. This still had that very 1970s horror vibe. Like the soundtrack alone, you could just be like, if this was an 80s film, it would have had like this really cool, like synthwave kind of vibe to it. It it didn't. It had that very orchestral kind of yeah.
0: Varying. I can't even remember the music, hey. Like that, that
1: yeah.
0: It's no Freddy's I dead.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but... it never
1: will be. Um so this yeah, like I was really sad because like a lot of peers I know and people I like highly like take into high regard, uh, they, they love this film, and I was so bored. Like it was forty minutes in and nothing had happened.
0: Well, they're not um, they're not I, actual killers in it. Like they're not no. people cynically trying to hurt people. The only no. reason they start getting hunted is because they go in and steal the wanking money of that monster. <laughs> Like, it, they steal his yes. money. Like, the the, the, they the, the horrible money. They, the horrible teens steal the poor, disfigured dude's money. And then, like, they... Well, they
1: witnessed the murder for one. So they witnessed him killing someone, and then they stole the money. These people are the scumbags, not the carnies.
0: Yeah, and the, the carnies were great. Like, the guy who looked after uh, the the main mutant guy, I can't remember his name, he, he was a great-looking carny. He looked like a carny. He sounded like a carny. He was like... His
1: name was Gunther? Gunther? Gunther.
0: Oh, yeah, Gunther was the name of the monster, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Um, but, yeah, the carnies are all suitably, like, inbred and white trash. Like, mm. everything that you want a Carnie to be.
0: They were. But. I, I mean, could we have yeah. to too hard on it? Like. And then the 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 ending the cog like the the the, the also hamfisted foreshadowed cog
1: <laughs> that it just showed. so
0: if you can imagine it there's two giant cogs like so they go into the funhouse this funhouse was huge by the way like it I was. don't know how many stories it had and then they're going deeper yeah. into it and there's all these like machineries with cogs that are running and there's these giant cogs they're like probably a meter in diameter there's two of them going for some reason and you're like oh clearly someone's gonna go into that. And yeah. um, and so she, she kind of beats the monster Gunther and he's like – she hits him back into this chain and kind of knocks him unconscious. And then for no reason, he's like he, – so he's like – he's on this conveyor belt going away from her. She's like going, oh, my God. And she just keeps walking with him, getting closer and closer, <laughs> yeah. giving him an opportunity to wake up and – she spent the whole film trying to get away from him. She's finally beaten him; he's unconscious. And instead of trying to get away, she just stays yeah. with him and follows him, like, and
1: is then super surprised when he comes to and grabs her. I know. Like, oh my god, this girl was not bright.
0: Oh yeah, and then, and of course, he gets. I, yeah. I actually thought the the cogging. Didn't look very good. I was expecting like a, a, a the chopped cogging. in, the, the cogging. I thought there was going to be a chopped in half or something like that. And it ended up just being, just being screaming for like 400 minutes. Like
1: Yeah. He, he went into basket case level of screaming.
0: Biel, Biel, Biel. Yeah, he did. He, actually, he did. He was very basket case in the fact he was a mutant. He was a normal yes. person. And all he could do was scream.
1: Yeah, screams and grunts. And I loved that bit where he was in the cog and it was clearly one of those things where, okay, practical effects, not a huge budget because he he fit very well, very comfortably between those cogs and was kind of just sort of stuck in there like, oh. But there was no Um, blood. No, he didn't get crushed. He wasn't chopped in half. He wasn't like, he was just there. The cogs were still turning as well, I'm pretty certain um so sure um yeah. that because at the point where um she's there was just such a long time between the fight scene between the main carney and the boyfriend yeah so when the coggining happens was such a long time and i just sort of sat there and for me to sort of stop what i'm watching and i'm looking at my phone i'm like okay i'm just gonna go gonna go get a drink like nothing's happening i'm really bored you know, I even was like, oh, don't skip it. Don't fast forward. You gotta yeah. watch this
0: Yeah. No, because you, so you can't you can't skip or fast forward film because so you have to get the tone and the vibe of if they feel too long, you can't skip that, because that will actually give it cred. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You need it. Um
1: But yeah, it 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 dragged on a lot for me. So I I didn't enjoy it. I was very bored. There are a few aspects in it that I did think were great. So like, you know, Rick Baker's Mutant fa- was fantastic. The cogging was great, made me giggle. But I did really, like that the, only, the,
0: the, the other act of violence done against the other boy was the other, the main character accidentally axed the, his mate's head.
1: Oh, yes. So he, like, they
0: didn't even kill the other guy. He, like, the main characters <laughs> killed their own mate accidentally.
1: <laughs> they were clearly the bad guys in this film.
0: Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, because they made them off up to be like horrible carnies, and but then like when they find the kid, they're just like, oh, they call his parents and like, yeah. <laughs> like, like if those you know. if, if those people hadn't stolen the money and were fuckheads about everything, like they just they wouldn't have hurt them.
1: Yeah, well, like they, even that scene where the kid's like asleep and the parents are there to pick him up and the carnies like. I mean it's a little bit weird that he was stroking his hair and he but he was saying, oh you know he's got a bit of a fever and you know we we caught him here and we're just we hope he's okay and you know he seemed to show more concern for this kid than his parents,
0: yeah, did. I thought that as well the the mum was just a really bad actor, I thought she was just like, oh ah, is what is he doing like
1: <laughs> children ah, youth.
0: let's move like, on to horror news yes. So let us take you on a ride. Some of you may not survive. Welcome to horror news. I oh, mean, I'm going to rewrite that. <laughs> it's rubbish.
1: <laughs> it's not rubbish. It's all in the delivery, Dan.
0: It's true. It's true. So, Jam, what's our first news article today?
1: Oh, this one is over at Bloody Disgusting. Um, there is a fresh Village of the Damned adaptation in the works.
0: Really. I'm a yes. fan of, I was always a fan of Village of the Damned. Like, uh, not the OOG, but the second G. Uh yep, the, the, the 95
1: uh, version yeah, with uh, Kirstie Alley and Christopher Reeves.
0: Yes, that was the other thing. Yes. And Luke Skywalker.
1: <laughs> is he in it?
0: Yeah, he plays the preacher.
1: So oh, my god! See- okay, I haven't seen this film since probably, like, 95 or 96. So I have, the only other thing that even remotely is relatable is that episode of The Simpsons where they're, you know, hope that's shepherd's pie in my knickers. That's about it. So but, I haven't seen this film in like 20-something years. Oh, well, it's,
0: it's John Carpenter. So yeah. straight away you've got like some cred, you know what I mean, straight away, yeah. and then it's got Superman Ooh, in it, cred. it's got Luke Skywalker yep. in it, and then it's got a bartender lady. <laughs> it Allen from Cheers. Was she in Cheers? <laughs> she was, uh, Yes. Yeah, she was a bartender. Um, what I really liked about the first Village of the Damned I mean, the, the John Carpenter one is like the storyline of that is that, you know, there's a, a village and it's a certain perimeter around it. And then one day at 10 a.m., every person in the town passes out. And then, like, a couple of hours later, uh, well, a day, uh, uh, hours later, they all wake up again and everyone's fine. The only difference is that every woman in the town is pregnant. Which is cool in itself. That's just the great opening. But what I really liked about that is I reckon what Job Carpenter put into it is they showed like everyone passed out in this town, and then but then it showed someone who was cooking a barbecue and they'd fallen face first into the barbecue and it was just there cooking,
1: like glorious.
0: And it was so good. It was such a good idea. It's just like yeah, if everyone does pass out in the world, there will be people that die. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like you know, people that are cooking, people that are standing in front of a, a wood chipper. <laughs>
1: like, are you in a bath? You're, if you're in the bath, you go in it, you're dead.
0: You're dead. You drink. Uh, well, I sleep in the bath fairly often, but like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> please but, don't do that. You'll die.
0: Yeah, I still do it. Claire always tells me off. But, um, <laughs> and because uh, the original book this was based on is called, like, it's such a weird name. Was it The Midwitch Cuckoos? Cuckoos.
1: Cuckoos. Yeah. Cuckoos. Glorious. Um,
0: but I was a massive fan. I really like Village of the Dam*, the, the John Carpenter one. I've got the poster here still. It's in my po- poster roll, which in one day, you know, everyone's got their poster roll of posters they're going to put up one day again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but now we're of that age where we can't just put posters on our wall. We have to have them lovely and framed. Or laminated. We're, we're adults.
0: Nah, that's why you get well, a shed like I've got, and you need to staple gun them to the wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when I get a shed, I'll do that.
0: So ad- adaptation to television. I actually don't think this needs an adaptation to television. It, I don't think the idea holds enough merit to go. L- I feel the film was long enough. It made sense. Hmm. Like, there are other things that, you know, you come out and you're like, oh, yeah, that might be cool as a film, be, uh, a TV show, because they, they really couldn't get into it, like stuff we're talking about Hellraiser and stuff like that. But I reckon this, like the idea is a pretty one-dimensional idea, if you know what I mean, like scary. <laughs> yeah, st-
1: I don't see how it could be be a, a tv show like
0: well i it, just it's just going to hit all the same notes that the film did but there's just going to be a lot of extra just town stuff in between and a lot yeah. of escapes you know what i mean as in like oh that kid nearly saw me do something you know what i mean like yeah and there'll be a couple I mean, of failed is, attempts to stop them maybe you know what i mean like stuff i'm like it doesn't matter don't need it
1: yeah no i mean the, the fact that this is set in a sleepy english village. It does not bode well for a TV series because... Heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> that went for years and years and years and it's probably still going. Mm. My mum loves Heartbeat. Oh, That's
0: and all I know. And then, yeah, the other... Uh, um, oh, yeah, we actually didn't say what it's about. So, yeah, the women, like, um, they pass out, they all wake up pregnant, all the babies yeah. are born, and they're all born with this white hair and they all have, like, a hive mind. Yeah. And uh, they end up having, like, I think they've got ESP as well. So like, they can do some, pa- they've got a power or something.
1: Yeah. And then, got um, the power.
0: And, yeah. So it's basically like a, an evil kid movie. And, um, mm. and then I was like, what other evil kids movie? So there's lots of evil kid movies, but what evil mm-hmm. groups of kids? And I couldn't, I could only think of two. Um, so I, I got The Brood, which is a. Oh,
1: yes. Is that Cronenberg? That is Cronenberg.
0: The Brood. Uh, and then yep. Children of the Corn. Yes. obviously, as a group of kids, yeah. and this. And I couldn't think of another one anymore. There's heaps of one-off yeah. kids like, you know, like The Exorcist and Pet Sematary and, you know, all these Annabelle films and stuff like that. And hang on, was Annabelle a, that was a doll. <laughs> that was a doll,
1: yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah. But, it's yeah, it's there's okay. not
0: many groups of children. At first I was like, oh, another groups of children thing, but then I, I realised I couldn't think of any more. Like it's, it's crazy yeah. to think about it that it hasn't actually been done that much. We could like *Lord oh. of the Flies*, but that's that's really that's yeah. really scraping it.
1: That's 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 really scraping the the barrel. Um, yeah, okay, that's a that's an interesting topic of conversation for anyone to put their two cents in. Um, mm. Because yeah, I cannot think of any other film where it's a group of kids.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 *The Lost Boys*.
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: They were, yeah. they were dashing teenagers, and they were vampires. Um,
1: now cropped too.
0: I mean, if there was a, group, a film where there was a bunch of like preschoolers that were all vampires, like, that'd be fine. But yeah, that's just not like. I mean, The Brood is kind of <laughs> like that. They're fucking weird. Mm. But okay. um, yeah. Anyhow, what do you think?
1: Um, I don't think it could be a TV series. Like, you you would need someone. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be okay as a movie, like another remake of a movie. But I think as a TV series, I mean, unless it's, it couldn't be any longer than, you know, six it's, episodes.
0: It says it's eight.
1: That is too many episodes.
0: <laughs> that is and too many.
1: What are you doing?
0: Especially if they're like those 45-minute episodes that everything is these days. Yes. Right? Or an hour, no, like, like eight hours just, of watching, like hiding from children that somebody. somebody.
1: No, just bring back the telemovie. Just make it four hours long, two episodes. You're done. You're done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of a British six six episodes. Space. Yeah. Stuff like that. But um it's anyway.
1: the perfect amount of episodes. That way there's no lollygagging. You're not, you know, messing around just stretching out the story, just get it over and done with and move on.
0: Lollygagging. Now that's a word.
1: <laughs> what
0: does that mean?
1: Yeah. Gagging no, on a no lolly? T- <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, I'll still watch it when it comes out inevitably because I, you know, I watch stuff. But
0: but will it yeah, have? Will it have Superman in it, Luke Skywalker and a bartender?
1: I mean, they could put Ray in it or John Boyega. I don't know. There's your Star Wars people right there.
0: Yeah, Ray. Could there, they,
1: there you go as well. Like all the, I mean, children are pretty creepy. So that your kids are covered. Like you could just chuck any kid in there. That's fine.
0: You're gonna have to add a new com- a layer of complexity in it. I mean, they had like the. The vibe of, um, uh, like, aliens and stuff like that in it and stuff, like, spoilers yeah. of, of a film that's a thousand years old. Um, it is, it, you know. When was The Village of the Dan? When did that come out? I mean, and
1: 1995
0: the... and then 1960 was the original one, so. Uh, yeah,
1: you guys have had a long enough time. If you don't know what it is, then.
0: Which, if you look at the 1960 trailer, it's pretty much exactly the same. Oh, I just played yeah. it <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Listen to it.
1: Like this, beautiful youngsters, behind whose fiery <laughs> <hear> hypnotic <laughs> eyes lurk the demon forces um, of another world. I like, like the world. creepy English kids better than the creepy American kids, but yeah, it's
0: we'll
1: see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: All right. Um, let's move on to story number two. What is story number yeah. two, Jen?
1: Well, here is a lovely talking point. A new study reveals that horror fans coping with the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, better than the average person. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. So this was actually a very uh, – this article was at found on Dread Central um, and you can actually go and read the full study, uh, which is linked in the story. Yeah. Um, but basically they're saying that people uh, who watch a lot of horror films are um, better equipped to deal with such events as a global pandemic.
0: Yeah, well, that, that- – all the, the, I was going through this before how us horror fans are different kind of breeds of people.
1: We um, are.
0: Well, you got to think as well though. Like, a horror person, we watch these horror, like we watch these like horrific situations where people are getting into all these situations, and all you do when you watch a horror film is constantly go, "What would I do in that situation? Would I yeah. do that? No, I would do this." Like Claire's always hitting me up is going like, like when I say I always start a conversation with what I do is, and she's like, "Here we go." Here we go. Like, what, what, what gem of information am I going to get out of this? I um, I love it. (laughs) And um, but that's what that's what horror fans do. That we constantly analyse the situation on how to like what to do. What and how many times have you thought about like the? How many times have you walked into a Bunnings and gone down like the tool section and worked out your best like? tools to dismember certain horror genres with you know like uh, that's the chainsaw I would get if I needed to get a chainsaw because it's light, easy to maneuver you know if in (laughs) and you're getting it because of like the you know what would be the easiest way to dismember a zombie or a monster with that chainsaw that's how I choose all my tools and that's just how horror people think
1: it's true. I mean even now like I I will determine how good a product is by could I murder someone with it. Like <laughs> oh this is a pretty hefty figure. I could murder someone with that. You know it's a good figure.
0: Yeah, like, when a big yeah. book comes into my work I'm like you could kill someone with this. It's you pretty could good. Could kill someone
1: with that. Pretty, yeah. Pretty so- good,
0: pretty good. <laughs> Value for money. <laughs> Weapon hefty. and a great read.
1: That's right. But um, um yeah, so it's it, it is interesting because um This has this particular article has cropped up a couple of times, but it's nice to see that someone's actually done a study on it. So, um, but one of the quotes is um, if it's a good movie, it pulls you in and you take the perspective of the characters. So you are unintentionally rehearsing the scenarios. That's what I just said. (laughs) <laughs> what you just said, we think people are learning vicariously. It's like with the exception of the toilet paper shortage, they pretty much knew what to buy. You've seen it a hundred times in the movies, so it doesn't catch you off guard so much.
0: Exactly. Right. We've already gone over the COVID pandemic in our minds a thousand times. And this is just an easier version of it because there aren't actually any zombies. This is It's just, true. This is just this is just a, a zombie apocalypse that we're like, well, I don't even have to worry about, you know, you know, like certain weapons and stuff like that all I had to worry about with toilet paper and um, exactly and people would ch- But, I mean
1: as well like they were talking about people um it was an article that cropped up a few few years ago they were uh, about people who have who suffer anxiety and depression who generally watch horror movies as a form of escapism and um you know it, it kind of calms people down which I think is very relevant and a very interesting sort of take on it as well. So, um, yeah, it's
0: such nice a weird, such a weird vibe, horror fans, horror film movies. I, I, I lightly was getting into this just coincidentally at the start of the show and just like mm. that whole fan base of horror people just so, so rad. So so loving of the, the craft of, of, of like their idols that make these films and, you know, they follow it's these true. actresses and actors and, Spe- I mean, special effects. Like, there's not many other film genres where you, that people follow the special effects artists. Like, it's yeah, a lot like, as Tom, well. Like, Tom Savini
1: a- is a household name. Like, I think even if you're not hugely into horror, most people know who Tom Savini is. I mean, he was on The Simpsons for for Christ's sakes. Like, you know, they they put him in an episode of The Simpsons as himself. So, mm. you know, you've made it when you're on The Simpsons.
0: I mean. I mean, us horror people were ready for COVID, but then I mean, today the other horror story was that uh, uh Kanye's running for president officially. Did you know that?
1: That scares me. That's that's crazy. I, <laughs> I I just I'm done with people because that is the silliest thing I've ever heard. So was Trump. It's true. I, as from what I understood, someone was saying because like I I can't read these things. Like I I have a limit where I'm not allowed to consume any more new media because
0: you get angry. I get,
1: I get frustrated yeah, and then I get ranty and then I'm not pleasant to be around apparently. Oh.
0: um,
1: But from what I understand, his votes are going to go to Trump. Cause oh I'm God. pretty certain him and Trump are friends. Or so, I don't, I don't know. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am wrong. Yeah. Let's
0: stop this. This isn't what this, no no one comes here no. for political advice. <laughs> let's, no. uh...
1: but then I mean, and I mean and then back, back to this with the,
0: like the, uh, the, uh thing so then you've got horror i mean then you've also got like this whole doomsday prepper thing as well which is also probably leading a little bit into this kind of thing like i mean i know doomsday prepping isn't horror based but some of it is you know what i mean some of them are like they talk about you know the, the zombie apocalypse some of them talk about like the you know like the the, the horrible pandemics that are going to happen so you've, you've got that vibe happening as well I mean I mean I, I've if you watch those doomsday prepper shows I know you have Jen they're great
1: you know I have <laughs> not by choice but you know I have oh really um, is, yeah, that,
0: is that your partner's vibe
1: yeah Really deep, deep. it's a deep vibe
0: because you've got um, yeah she actually preps a bit doesn't she
1: she, she is, uh, no follow questions, because she's very secretive about it. But yes, okay. she's, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> she's has got enough. a bunker. It's in the middle of nowhere. You'll never find her. It's fine. It's, I'm it's, lying. It's, right in the, no
0: it's, it's under the mole's balls? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Like, where yeah. is the place you'd never think to look for lesbians? In the mole's balls. <laughs> <laughs> in a big pair of testicles.
1: Too Dan. Touche. Yeah, Too I Yeah, Ter- terrible <laughs> joke.
0: Cancel, Dan. I love it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so it's the best thing. Yeah, yeah, I re- I, know, I reckon this is a great thing. Like the horror, the horror vibe, the horror the, us horror people being able to handle the, the hard times, being able to like yeah. deal with the hard realities. We're not in a bubble. We're not in a little bubble that like you know people are gonna. But when, when shit goes down. The people that will survive will be all the people that that, have, that are the horror movie aficionados. We will be there with our chainsaws. We will be there with our claw hammers. We will be there with our what are some other great weapons? The axe, the good old axe.
1: Yep. Classic. I like a good old baseball bat. Straight up baseball bat. Um, baseball bats are surprisingly heavy, so I recommend going for the children's bats because the sluggers. they're sluggers. Still- the, the little I have a little slugger. I have a little slugger. Is it a it, steel
0: one or that? It it's wooden? not
1: steel. I'm old school. I like wood. Yeah,
0: but like wood has the opportunity to break at some stage. It it,
1: it does. But it but does it. allow
0: for modification quite easily.
1: That's Where right. The steel
0: one's very hard. You need a welder to do yeah.
1: That. So and uh, I I did not do shop at school, so I couldn't weld anything.
0: No, I, well, there's two types of welding, and I get confused. But um. Yeah. So I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching this. Um, I was watching Ghoulies and I'm like, "How could I could have made this film better, you know, that old thing. And then I started thinking about like, yeah, no, no, it wasn't Ghoulies. I actually watched this week, which I haven't mentioned because I watched too many films this week. I watched um, Phantasm Two.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, which isn't, it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it does have a, an amazing setup of, mm-hmm. of the, the, the people in it going to a hardware store and just getting ready for the battle they're about to have. But they never really like it never really followed through with a, a good payoff. But this scene showing them getting their stuff. They get two shotguns and weld them together. So they got a four barrel shotgun and stuff like that. And they get like, you know, the, the baseball bats and put nails in them and now and and it's just a great scene. I think every, if I was going to create a horror movie, I would have the getting ready scene and just mm. and just like getting the best weapons. What so if you do have a so like, number one, my best weapon list is an axe. And all yes. of these are modi- – mod- like, you can modify these, like, in some way. But I, I would, yes. in my, if I was going to do a horror movie, you'd have to have an axe, you have to have a chainsaw, you have to have a shotgun, there you may yep. three, and then you go out from there and you spread out into some more interesting weapons you find, maybe, like, you know, like, hole diggers or something. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hole diggers. And go
0: so, ham. And I just want to – I know,
1: like – got to go practical as well because you – I think what a lot of people don't realize is how heavy some of these things are. And no, for someone don't. like you and me, I got a back problem, you've got a shoulder problem. <laughs> we probably couldn't wield half of these bloody No, nah,
0: but in the films, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> in the film it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. But the problem with this film is that like they, they create all these great weapons and they hardly utilize them and that's one of the that's, that's one of the other problems that you often get in films. Like you got you create mm. these great weapons and then they don't use them enough. Um, in yeah. this one the 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 four action shotgun, they shot it once. In the whole film. And it was I'm like, Probably
1: because the kickback was too powerful.
0: Oh, well, it was just like, are you kidding me? Just have a whole bunch, have a scene which involves a whole bunch of minions that you get to do a gratuitous gore off scene to use all your weapons the most you possibly can. Like, For and sure. that's the same yeah. with ghoulies. Like, none of the ghoulies got hurt in the ghoulies. They didn't smash any of them. Like, they they
1: looked like they would have been great to stomp on.
0: Or blow up, you know, like yeah. you know like the critters. How remember they just smashed up the critters, how good that was, how full of green goo they went everywhere. Like as oh, if it, as if none of the so ghoulies good. got like it as if there wasn't like a, a get back scene on the ghoulies. You know what I mean? Like mm. oh.
1: you might have to just watch the second one, see if it gets better. I don't
0: know. I did just a basket case and <laughs> it was horrible.
1: I mean you you did do you did do basket case. I didn't do uh, three. You didn't do three. Maybe give the second Ghoulies a go and and see what you can get out of that.
0: See where to go from there. Maybe. It's true. All right, what are we going to watch next week? We have a gigantic list here we've been conglomerating.
1: We do. However, I thought that we could watch The Relic. So The Relic is a new Australian horror and it actually releases on Stan um, July 10th. So it's getting really, really good reviews. So it's a new release horror. I think it might be a good opportunity.
0: When is July 10th? So this Friday? Yeah. That will give me a whole weekend to watch it. The Relic, Australian horror. not a series, is it? No, no, no. All right, let's do that. That seems like a good idea. And people at home, you can watch this with us.
1: Yeah, it's uh, streaming on Stan. So steal a friend's password or whatever. But yeah, just check it out as well. We'll all do it together.
0: Exactly. So Stan July tenth. Yeah. The Relic. Okay, I know nothing about this. Oh, I know is I'm reading the word here. I'm gonna look it up. What 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 are we what are we looking at here? Like is it
1: It's uh very haunted it's a Oh, is
0: it a remake of The Relic as in like that old like nineteen ninety seven film? which had no. that great cover with like the red cover, like, oh, the person. Are you no. sure? that was yep. a horror.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, this is like a haunted house kind of thing. So it's a mother, daughter, and granddaughter situation. So oh, they go yeah. to look after the grandmother who's, you know, a bit dottery, but turns out she's not as dottery as they would think she is.
0: They look dirty on the cover.
1: It looks like I watched the trailer because I, I don't like the actress that's playing the daughter. Um, I think her name's Emily Mortimer. It, that's probably not who I'm thinking of, but the girl that's in the relic. Yeah, I don't like her. It is.
0: Emily okay, is is. Mortimer. Mortimer's like a pretty good name for a horror like, a horror actress. It is. Yeah. Right. Mortimer.
1: So when the trailer popped up a few weeks back, I was like, Nah, I don't like her. I don't want to watch this a film with her in it. Um, but then Did- I actually watched the trailer and I. Just thought, shit, yeah,
0: I gotta watch this. This, See, looks this, great. this film to me is uh, a horror movie I would kind of usually avoid. Like, it just doesn't yes. look like there's a monster in it at all.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna watch um, the trailer.
0: Don't say anything. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like,
1: like when there, yeah.
0: there's so many of these like horror films coming out where the cover is just some people on the cover. Like, am I? Yeah. That doesn't make me. Like, if I was a kid, think about this. If that was the cover of the video in the video shop, why no. would anyone look at that? Pick it up and I look wouldn't at pick it? it up. No. And I think no, that's what a lot of people forget that these days. Because
1: they don't need to do that now. Because I think I yeah, mean it's do. still yeah, there. Because <laughs> the the thumbnail, the thumbnail on the Netflix app or whatever, that's gonna help you decide whether you're gonna watch this film or not. Um True. I mean yeah, the trailers the, come up
0: these days automatically and stuff as well. Autoplay trailers. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think this one could be a good one. All of the reviews that I've seen and I've not read a lot of them like I've sort of skimmed, um, but everyone's kind of said that this is really good. So
0: nice, nice, nice. All right, yeah. let's do it. So yeah, but a little bit of housekeeping. So we have been television horror podcast. You can catch us on all streaming services across the globe. And if you like what you've heard today, please leave a comment. You know, follow us and leave us leave us a star rating or a thumbs up, whatever uh, podcast service you're using. Just just get just help us out a little bit. We're a, we're a new podcast, so we need all the help we can get. And if you do like what you hear. Give us a help give us a hand mate um, tell, your we, friends. tell your friends tell tell your wife tell your kids um, we also have a YouTube channel so go over there and follow us over on YouTube if you prefer to listen to your podcast on YouTube which I found out a, a lot of people like doing, which is a yeah. strange thing to me so we have a, a, a video a vod version of this that goes up um, every Tuesday and yeah it's just the same show but like with a, a background. <laughs> Go yep. over there if you like that. Please follow us. Give us a, a, a thumbs up and leave us a comment over there. Um, we also have a TerraVision um, Instagram, which is Terrivision Pod at, at Teravision Pod. We also have a um, an email. Send us an email, Pod at gmail.com. We'll answer it. Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we uh, will. Have
0: you got any housekeeping, personal housekeeping, Jen?
1: I don't. No personal housekeeping Not this, this week.
0: Not this week. Well, I, um, if you like hearing my opinions about stuff, I also have a video game podcast um, over on YouTube called Hack the Dino where I'm a co-host over there. Uh, three of us, uh, me, Ben Rosenthal and Floppy Staric and Braden Dixon, that's the four of us, uh, go through the week in video game news over there. And we also do some live streaming and stuff like that. So go check that out over on YouTube. And if you like that as well, please follow thumb. Comment, all those things help us out so much more than anything else does in this day and age. The whole world mm-hmm. is just real. Have you noticed that the whole world now relies on just thumbs up and comments? Yeah. Uh, the comments push your, your stuff so far. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: The amount um, of times I'm like, please like and subscribe. Tell your friends and family.
0: Yeah. It's like I do that for my uh, – also as well, yeah, my – um, please, if you're in Adelaide, um, please visit Greenlight Comics and ha- – then buy a comic book. That's my comic shop that I co own. There is also greenlightcomics.com, which is an online store if you would like to buy your comics online from me specifically. And that is yeah. the end of the show, I think. So yeah.
1: thanks, guys. Yeah. And Sorry so- that it was a bit negative.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was all right. We got Nightmare <laughs> I mean, after It was pretty positive. We found the yeah. jewels and the gold in, in the, the diamond in the rough.
1: There's always a diamond in the rough. So mm. it's all, it's okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.